You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. How are you? I am good. Now you had to think about that. For I a did. It's, it's been like a little bit. I, I'm frazzled, put it that way, but I'm okay. Because, okay. you know, you have a lot going on before you start recording sometimes. And mm-hmm. so just kind of rushing and then to get down here to our guest to record, I uh, just taking a breather. Do we need to sign up for We Can Sign Up? <laughs> who knows? Let's see. Those of you who are listening, you'll, might need you'll, to. you'll get that a little bit later. <laughs> you'll understand why we said that a little we bit later. We might need to. But listen, as always, we, um, we are privileged to have uh, a great guest. And I want to, like I've said in some of the others, I want to encourage you, uh, if you don't have it right now, to grab some pen and paper because mm-hmm. I am 100 percent certain yeah we have ours that you will be taking some notes yep. in in this one um who, who do we have today who are we, we to? are talking to Jennifer Lair she is a marriage and family therapist who specializes in education educating couples on the relationship skills that they need to build a solid connected and loving partnership she is the, an author and creator or founder of Weconcile. And we'll get into that in a little we'll bit. We'll get into that and because that is a phenomenal yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, setup. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Jennifer, thank you so much for just taking some time out to chat with us for a little bit. We are very excited and honored to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to talk to you guys too. Awesome. Nice. So listen, let's jump right in, right? So I want to maximize, I promised. I promised Jennifer, for those of you who are listening, I promised Jennifer I was not going to keep her. (laughs) So, Jennifer, let me just give you some background, right? I have a tendency, (laughs) because the guests are so great, I have a tendency to just milk as much as I can, right? So I'm going to be good, Jennifer. (laughs) I promise. I'm going to be good. (laughs) I'm going to be good. But let's let's dive right in. Talk, Talk about, I know there's... Sometimes there's a story, sometimes there isn't, right? But sometimes I've noticed, uh, especially with individuals like yourself that are clinical professionals, there is a path that kind of leads you in that direction, that that gives you this sense of, uh, you know, I just have this this burning passion or desire on my heart to kind of help folk. It, did that happen with you? What was the path? So um, I definitely had a path. Um... So I grew up in a very dysfunctional household, I would say, and I was the mm-hmm. oldest of four. Mm-hmm. And my father was an artist and had a lot of anger and frustration. And my mother was um, mostly a, a housewife, but she did social work later on as I was older. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was very disconnected from her emotions. So there wasn't much, there was no hugging or affirmation. It was pretty stark and brutal. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like if you saw Winter's Bone, the movie, it wasn't that bad, but in that direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw, remember that movie. But anyway, it was um, 
uh, rather harsh growing up. So I, I grew up with um, pretty dismal skills in terms of relating. I was also really shy. And um, when I started getting into relationships in my 20s, I um, would fall in love. I'd ha- we'd have a great six months. The problems would start coming up. And uh, sooner or later, I'd be out of there. So mm-hmm. that was a pattern. And um, at some point I said, oh, I have a problem. <laughs> and I ended up in some, you know, relationships with, tended to end up in relationships with people who had alcohol or addiction issues. Also, because I was, I was a caretaker, I was used mm-hmm. to taking care of other people and trying to fix it. And you can't fix that. And so I had a really rocky beginning. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, eventually through a lot of, there's a lot of ins and outs on this story where I did different things and learned different things. Um, um, but eventually um, I got into, uh, went back to grad, went back to school and graduate school and uh, got licensed and started working with people. And in, in the process, I start, I was in a marriage that wasn't that happy. Um, it was difficult. We did a lot of counseling Um that wasn't effective. A lot of couples counseling that wasn't effective. And this is, I had years of my own individual therapy. And then um, I started specializing in couples because I was in my own marriage that needed work. I was learning a lot. And then I had a lot of couples coming to me and they did not have the resources that they needed. They didn't have, it's like, um, you know, people need like paragraphs and they didn't even have the ABCs of relationships. Mm, gotcha. Very good. Felt like that. Mm. And I was like, these people need, they, they don't have the money to come weekly or do mm-hmm. longer sessions. They don't have the time resources. And it's like, there needs to be a something out there that's better than, you know, more comprehensive than a book yeah. and long, more long, longer than a workshop where people could like start figuring it out. So that's where the idea came from. And then it was a, the idea I think I got in 2007 or 2008, a long time ago, and I didn't start writing. I started doing a lot of training and writing probably in 2010. Mm -hmm. So this has been a really long process. And um, right now it's a website, a website um, platform, but we are in the process of figuring out how to turn it into an app because people's attention spans are so short. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping in about six months, it will be an app and that will be better. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that that's good. And, and it's interesting too, right? Often when you think about what drives us to what we're passionate about or how, or what drives us to recognize our passion, Mm -hmm. it's, it's sometimes, I won't say all of the time, but it sometimes comes out of a learning or growth experience, right? Where, you went through something, you recognize the dangers or pitfalls or hangups and, and you're like, okay, I want to allow, indivi- I want to, I want to create a space where individuals can avoid that, where mm-hmm. I can help them avoid that. So mm-hmm. that that's great. And I want to ask you this before we, before we keep going, <laughs> just based on your experience, right. And the path that took you towards uh, being a clinical professional, what would you say to the person who maybe right now may be living through that period of life that you live through, the, that level of dysfunction, uh, that level of, of chaos? What, what advice would you give them? Because you know what? Storms come 
and they go away, mm-hmm. right? So if you think about rain, it's been raining here for a little while. It's not raining anymore. Mm-hmm. How do you recover after that period? What's, what's right. maybe what's the first step? Because I'm sure there's several steps, yeah. but what's the yeah. first step? Well, um, for me, and I just want to say I'm in a really good marriage now. You know, I've been married, I've uh, been in this relationship for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, <laughs> there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I found that I feel and I believe that we create ourselves. You know, we reorganize, we come in with whatever uh, deficits and talents we have. Mm-hmm. And then we have the ability to change all that and mm-hmm. develop and fill those deficits in and repair. And so you've got to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. I mean, it's not just going to happen. Like, you know, it's I tell couples or I tell people uh, relationships are like a closed system. If you don't bring in new information, you're going to keep doing the same thing. Same over thing. And over. Yeah. It's like that yeah. with yourself. You've got to bring in new information and infuse yourself with other mm-hmm. ways of thinking, other ways of being, other dreams and hopes so that you can start repairing what isn't working. Yeah. That's how I wow. look at it. That's that great. You you said something that really stuck out for me. And, and I hope those of you who are listening, you said that you have to bring in new information. New, new information, yeah. You have to, right? And I think sometimes we kind of, we, we get stuck. Yeah, because you're using the same information that you've always had. Like you right. said, Jennifer, over and over and over again. Right. It's we, like what people say that, cliche that insanity is doing mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Right. And and I think sometimes we get into relationships and we're like, okay, we're here now. Right. Like, like the relation, like getting into the relationship was the culmination mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Whereas, <laughs> whereas that's really the beginning. <laughs> it's true, right? but it's yeah. so much just the beginning, like you said. It's yeah. so the beginning, yeah. right? And so you have to, yeah. that is key, what you said, Jennifer, you have to consistently be bringing, bringing in new information. new information. We're bringing in, we're 20 years into this thing, mm-hmm. right? Into our marriage. And we are still bringing in new information because yeah. you have to, or you'll get stagnant and you'll get stuck and you'll yeah. fall into, uh, you know, that dysfunction. That is great, man. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Good advice. Yeah. Okay. I just had to let that breathe for a second. Cause I thought that that was so phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that. So, mm-hmm. so now we're, we're, you're, you're in the midst of your passion. You're, you're at this place where, okay, I want to help couples. I have some things in mind. Reconcile. Mm. I just think is just the. I have not seen anything like it. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm. I mean, clearly, I may not get out much. However, that being said, <laughs> this particular program that you've put together is something that I think, and those of you who are listening, this is why I wanted you to get your pens and and, and paper out because what we do, and and correct me if I'm wrong, right? but I'm going to give you my concept as I read through your site. Often we run into couples who for some reason or another, whether it be the stigma attached to clinical therapy or whether it be just the fear of unpacking our baggage in front of someone we've never talked to before. Mm -hmm. This program allows you to do some of the hard work on your own. Yeah. That's right. Talk about how that came about. 
Well, um, a lot of people have a lot of shame about number one, possibly going to therapy. Number two, getting into their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we avoid shame at all costs. It's the most painful feeling. Um, and, you know, we aren't educated in relationship. I mean, I don't know people in high school or grade school are getting taught, you know, what is a relationship? How do we do this? Right. We learn by osmosis yep. in our families. Mm-hmm. And some of us get great families. Great. Other people don't get families that are quite so great. And they come in with, you know, more difficulty like me. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just one. And I had a lot of doubt about, could this be done without a therapist initially? I mean, it was a constant thing in my head. How do we make this work without a third person there? Because I know how hard couples therapy can be. It's really not easy. It's, you know, way different than doing individual work. And anyway, so I, you know, really focused on what would make, you know, what do the people, what does a couple need to help them, um, be able to sit, look at themselves and sit, look at their partner and have the patience and, you know, not do what they keep doing out in their regular life. Mm. And so there's a lot of thought that went into that because you're right. It's really hard for people to go. Well, first of all, it's like you're, if you change, I'm okay. You know, we'll be okay if you change. Right. Well, Mm. yep. That doesn't get anybody anywhere. Yeah. So so it has to start people start slowly looking at what does the relationship want? What does each person want? Mm. Who are we? What happened? I mean, I know when I'm working, you know, working with couples, often I ask them, you know, eventually you get to the childhoods because there's always stuff there. Mm. And I have people come in. I had a great childhood, which for me is a big red flag. Mm. Okay. Say that just like that. You probably didn't, but you don't know it. And so you start getting them in touch with, uh, like, here's an example. Uh, I have an exercise where they have to look at when they were um, upset as a child, did someone soothe them? Who mm. soothed them? How did they soothe them? Or were they not soothed? Did, were they just, you know, did they go off and play with their friends? Did they, you know, how were their feelings dealt with? Did someone say, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings? Or was it get over it? I mean, yeah. they start looking at what actually happened that mm. impacted them. So that I don't know if I answered your question. No, yeah. you, you, did. you did. You did. And and I, I want to ask you something about that. Um, but I know you there was something you wanted yeah, to ask. Yeah, I as just well. I'm just I just wanted to ask you your current, you said just now going back that you have a wonderful relationship now with your your current husband. You've been married for 12 years. Yeah. I'm just curious as to how did you guys meet and was there a process that you had to go through with your husband to, you know, make your marriage whole and healthy as compared to previously. Right. Okay. So that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) We were introduced by a mutual friend who just thought we, you know, who had no sense that there'd be any connection. She wasn't going, it was just at having a dinner with a friend kind of Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. And there was definitely an immediate, um, pretty immediate um, chemistry. apparently. Mm. Mm. And our relationship, the way it evolved was, well, it didn't start right away. We, you know, he had to get out of what he was in first. That's a whole Mm -hmm. other story. But um, when we started uh, in, it was very, um, you know, I found the one, that kind Mm -hmm. of sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after a bit, yes, we had problems that came up. Mm -hmm. And I was, we were doing, we did some therapy. Uh, We did a, maybe a year of therapy every other week 
a couple's work to, to work through some of the really hard stuff. But the other thing that was going on was I was writing Weekensile and my husband was reading it and editing it. And we were talking. Wow. About it. So the whole process of creating this, we were healing our relationship as we created this. this That's thing. fantastic. And it helped us enormously. Wow. So, yeah. It was really interesting story, but that's how it went. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I was going to ask you, was Weekensile already created or were, did you create it afterwards? You created it during. I created it during and he was part of it. I yeah. was writing it. He was reading it and editing it. And we were talking about it and uh, it Fantastic. opened up all kinds of stuff. Wow. And then I learned skills in the process. Like I was someone who couldn't reach when I was upset. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would go into my corner. He would go into his corner. Well, that had to change. And I knew I had more skills than him. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, Jennifer, you're going to have to do it, even if you think you can't, because he can't. And so it was, you know, that process of, and I'd say um, it took a couple of years to iron out the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now we, we're we in really smooth I mean, it's just smooth. Oh, I mean, that's so great. Things, but they're easy. Yeah. Uh, and it's been like that for a number of years now. That's fantastic. And you yeah. said something there right at the end that it took a couple of years. Yes. And I want our listeners to hear that mm-hmm. because a lot of times we want immediate results. And if things don't change mm-hmm. within the next couple of weeks, couple of months, then we're like, oh, this ain't working. I'm right. out. Right. Sometimes you got to really hang in there, stick in there, dig your heels in and work at this stuff, do the work. Absolutely. Because one or the other, you probably both of you, both people have things to learn Yes, and things to change. And basically we're in each other's care. And if you don't know what the other person needs and how to care for them, Mm -hmm. you're going to have, you know, big things. And the other thing that comes up is trauma. You know, Mm -hmm. people with trauma, I have have trauma, a lot of people have trauma. Yep. Well, you get two people that, that you hit the trauma wound at the same time, which is Ooh. real common. Mm. And both people go into trauma mode and nobody's able to be there for anyone. And wow. that has to get unpacked and fixed so that you don't, that doesn't happen. Wow. That's wow. great. I, I, this is so good. Yeah, this is good. I want to come back to the trauma piece too, but you mentioned something about <clears throat> just the, the challenge as it relates to being able to reach. Yes. Right. And, and, um, I know uh, Dr. Gottman talks about just the just developing that ability to turn towards your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. What what did you have to do? Because there are so many people, us and I know so many people who are listening who went who are either going through or have went through that period where they had to learn how to turn towards their spouse, how to reach, how to dig and, and, and expose that level of vulnerability. What was some of the process that you had to do? That's a good question. And that's, um, I don't know if I have an e- easy, quick answer because it was happened, you know, over time, sort of iteratively back and forth. Mm-hmm, but I, mm-hmm. I, I think some of it was, um, whew. I could just, you know, I had so I've, I've more train I have more therapy than Woody Allen. I mean, I've had a lot of therapy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a lot of training mm-hmm. and, and I learned a lot and I knew what I had to do. And then I could watch myself not mm. be able to do it. I could see myself get stuck and I knew I had to step out of the hurt part of me mm. that needed to be seen, needed to be right. I had to step out of that part and go, okay, this person's hurting too. This person's wow. scared. 
do. And when I was able to do that and go, wait, it's not just me in my little world and my little wound. There's a wounded person right next to me who needs help. And I've got to find it in myself to reach and do that. And it was a matter of muscling my way through it, deciding and muscling through because it was not easy. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I grew up in a family hall where people, people, my household, nobody touched unless you were getting hit. Mm-hmm. Nobody hugged. Mm-hmm. Nobody kissed. Nobody said, I love you. All that stuff was, you know, not natural. Some people, I think it's more natural that they just reach and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. I didn't, that wasn't part of what I had wired into me. Yeah. Yeah. And that can definitely, that plays such a definitive role. Sure does. um, In how, in how life looks like to a person moving forward, Mm -hmm. the types of things that they do, the types of things that people that they gravitate Mm -hmm. to and, and that sort of thing. And, and you talked about just kind of just willing yourself as it were, like, this is what I have to do for someone else. And there's that kind of that altruistic quality, if you will, that, okay, I'm, I, I'm going to force myself, for lack of a better word, to, to, to be intentional about meeting that need for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, for those of you who are listening, I feel like, and Jennifer, obviously, please, you know, correct me and adjust me if need be. But I feel like when you do that, you kind of open up a pathway mm-hmm. that allows you to accept that mm-hmm. because, yeah. because yeah. now you're, the focus is not so much on you that much anymore. And so it kind of, it kind of opens that room for you to, to, to get some of what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I am for, just to give you a concrete example. When, when I, when we used to fight way early on, my husband would say my stomach feels cold. Like I've got this cold feeling in my stomach. And I'd be like, you know, he's having, he didn't, he, that's, and I'd say, well, what, what is that? What's that remind you of? And he said, it reminds me of, be, of when I was a little kid and my dad was, was being angry and, you know, yelling and screaming. And wow. so I knew where he went. I knew he went to the little boy. Wow. And seeing that helped me, helped me see the little boy who needed mm. uh, support. Um, and it wasn't just the little girl who was, you know, in pieces. It was, you know, and so the adult part of me was able to come forward out of the, you know, the two hurt children that were struggling. <laughs> Fantastic. So, wow. Yeah. This is so yeah. deep. That's good. That's yeah. good. I, listen, I'm going to say this. I normally say this at the end, but this this is one of those ones where you you're going to have to replay this yeah. and kind of pick, you know, pick out the, the nuggets. Um because there's so many. Mm-hmm. So that kind of leads right into where I said I wanted to go back to as it relates to trauma. Right. And and trauma is such a big, it's such a heavy piece of baggage that many of us bring into relationships. Um, you have, like, if you think about a, a set of luggage, you have like the small carry on, you have the midsize, you have the, the whole family. Like this right. is a big piece of heavy piece of luggage that mm-hmm. it, it's probably too heavy for like the 50 pound or whatever the limit is. Yeah. And, and often what we do is because it's too heavy, we sit it over in the corner of the room and nobody touches it because nobody wants to grab it. Nobody wants to shoulder it. Nobody wants to hold it. Mm. And of course, this is a huge process. So this is not something that you can explain in the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. But 
what needs to happen in us so that we at least at one point in our life say, you know what? I acknowledge that that thing is in the corner. Mm-hmm. I need right. to open it up and do something about it. Yeah. So how do we get um, to that place? Yeah. Well, also that thing in the corner is imp- impacting you, whether it's in the corner or not, just mm-hmm. out there. Indeed. Uh, but um, when we have trauma, it means we have experienced something without support. That's too much for us to manage um, physiologically, mm-hmm. psychologically, emotionally, spiritually in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so either a part of us splits off or gets fragmented, but there's something that happened that was too much for us. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I can give examples of more minor trauma for my life because I know there's mm-hmm. trauma out there that's way beyond what I've had, mm-hmm. uh, even though I've had trauma. Um, and I'm going to give you an example. Um, and this is minor trauma compared to what some people have experienced. Mm-hmm. But, and I wrote an article about this. I forget what some of my blog somewhere, but I wrote an article about this years ago when this, when I started figuring this out, I, so I, because um, our family was, you know, fractured, um, I was close to the animals and the pets. I grew up in the country in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and um, you know, the cats and the dogs and the chickens and the horses and the goats, and they were all my friends. Mm-hmm. And um, we grew up in an area that was pretty uh, harsh. And mm-hmm. so those beings weren't seen as valuable. And so mm-hmm. they were sometimes shot or hurt or, mm-hmm. So I had a lot of loss around my animal friends and a lot of grief around that, which was without support really too much for me. Mm. My husband, his trauma, he has childhood trauma too, but the trauma piece that got hit with him, this is going to be a specific story. If, if It's just going to take a minute. Yeah, go ahead. So my husband had trauma around crazy people. So he had a father that was pretty crazy. He was, had dated some women, including, I believe his ex-wife, I probably shouldn't say that, who um, would become, you know, highly elevated, volatile. And that's common when women aren't, don't feel supported. It's very common for them mm-hmm. to go there. Yeah. So we were, go- he was picking me up after work and we we're going to go to some event somewhere. This is when we we're in California. And I had a cat named Hank and Hank was the best cat who ever lived. So Hank was at home and he was supposed to get locked up because there are coyotes in the area. So when he picked, my husband picked me up, I said, did you lock Hank in? And he said, no, I didn't lock Hank in. He'll be fine. And I was immediately went into a trauma state. Oh my mm-hmm. God, my cat's going to get eaten by a coyote. I just could get myself out of it. I didn't have any trust that he was going to, Hank was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. My husband saw me getting elevated emotionally mm-hmm. and he went into, Oh my God, she's really crazy. Like all the other ones mm-hmm. I want to run. And so, you know, it took, I had to write the piece to understand what was going on. And then we started talking. I had to start talking about, start understanding what his trauma was. Cause as far as I was concerned, I had a right to be all upset like that, you know, and he didn't understand that. And I didn't understand why he thought the cat would be okay. Of course the cat was okay. He's a very smart cat, but it worked, got us starting to talk about where we both were traumatized, how we, how we, what happened to us when we, like he wants to run and I want to, you know, save the day, you know, you know, make this, you know, control the situation, make it, and so in the process of wow. talking about that, we started coming together into, oh, th- that's what you have trauma there. Of course, you had that feeling and experience. You need me to hug you, reassure you and say, let's drive home and put the cat in and then we'll go to the party or whatever it was. And he needed me to, to say, um, 
I understand that that's really hard for you and to get volatile. I'll try to talk it out instead of, you know, screech it out or whatever Mm. was going on. Mm. But it's the beginning of um, supporting each other where we have our deepest hurt. Now, if you want to talk about real, I mean, the kind of trauma where people have been, you know, we won't even say things that have happened, but there's, you know, real, real, real trauma out there. Yeah. Those people need, trauma doesn't heal by itself. Mm -hmm. You have to have support. You have to have someone who can hold you through it, care about you through it. Um, Sometimes people can't even go back to it. It has to be left alone if it's, Mm. that's possible because that you don't want people to be re-traumatized. Right. If you saw something really horrible and there's no way to make that image go away, you might not be able to go back there, period. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you someone is there holding you and you know helping you through it, you might be able to go back there and start healing because you're getting the support in the moment and you're not being re-traumatized by the memory. Yeah, mm, that's great. Because trauma, it, there's a re, there's, it's, I would call it a traumatized state of mind. So even though the initial trauma is over, you can get triggered into a traumatized state of mind as if you're experiencing it again, even wow. though you're not. So wow. that that's where the work happens, sort of. Anyway, that I don't know if that, yeah. that was no, that, complicated. No, Absolutely. that was that's good. Great. That was good because you, that was good because. <laughs> good. <laughs> You know what we do? We make the mistake sometimes of forcing people mm. back into a scenario that what you said, Jennifer, should not even be touched for some, you know. Right. And that's the that is why that mm. is why having someone like you sitting down with someone like you who is a professional mm-hmm. who is is trained in this to be able to recognize, hey, yes, let's work this up and deal with it or no don't even open that bag in the corner just get rid of it mm-hmm. like because that well, would acknowledge, yeah acknowledge that it's there well, right, it, right right you're but, ready to deal with or you can't deal with or whatever yeah right and and then just the the whole the thing about drum drumming up a scenario maybe that may do more damage than good that for me personally, and I hope for those that are listening, for me personally, that's eye opening for me because I've never really looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're either we do one of two things: either we ignore it completely, or when we get to the point where we recognize that something needs to be done, we want to hash. We just want to relive everything mm. in the name of you know gaining healing. And what I'm hearing you say is that in some cases that's not right. In some cases, it's not healthy at all. It's re-traumatizing. Yeah, re-traumatizing. Wow. Yeah, that was a great, great scenario. That's good. Great example. Those of you you that are listening, I would even venture to say that that is not a decision you should probably make on your own. That is why individuals like Jennifer exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so that you can talk to somebody and and you can be guided through that process. Right. Uh, before you do something, maybe that could be a, a more detrimental. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about the example of trauma that you just gave. Did you did you and your husband know about each other's trauma beforehand, but you just didn't recognize that that was how it was going to uh, show up you didn't even we know didn't about know. the tra- we okay didn't know. neither of us we knew i knew about my own trauma and i think michael my husband knew 
knew about his own experiences, I don't think he would have labeled it as trauma. Right. Before. Yes. But I didn't know about his and he didn't know about mine. And so okay. the process of discovery, you know, as you get to know each other better. Right. Mm-hmm. Learn that stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. And what I appreciate about that process of discovery is that it, 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 um, it drove you to have conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And we are big. Every, every, anybody who's listened to more than one episode knows that probably in every episode, we will say these three words, have a conversation. Have a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciate about that is that can, that is a scary scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. And for a lot of people who, who they get to that point of discovery, it's now the fight or flight kicks in. And they're like, oh, I, like you were saying earlier, I don't think I want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to kind of digging in, doing the work, having the conversation. So right, that's right, beautiful. Yeah, because yeah, relationships, if you've got someone you can, with potential, they're not disposable. Yeah. They're right. not, you know, we live in this disposable society, but they're really, you know, they, you, there's, there's so much gold if you actually are willing to both, you know, tackle it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That is good. Now, I... We're going to turn a corner in a second, but I want you, before we do so, I want you to give, um, you know, it's trade secrets. And so we want to give a a trade secret, if you will, to the husbands and a trade secret to the wives. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, tied to what we've talked about in this conversation, but just something that you feel like is important, an important takeaway for those that are listening. Right. Okay. So we'll do the husbands first. Um, You know, I've looked for research on this and I can't really find it. It doesn't seem there's much available yet, but maybe I've missed it. In terms of attachment styles, um, men seem to be more in the category of um, the withdraw, the attachment style that withdraws, you know, out of the relationship Mm. and women tend to pursue. Um, and so for a man, one thing to know is that, and the other thing with gender, and again, this is, I hate putting stuff in gender boxes. I don't like boxes so well, mm-hmm. but men tend to have a little bit more difficulty with uh, feelings than women tend to be a little better at, um, at, you know, and I don't know if it's nurture or nature or both, but they tend to be better at identifying what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for men, it's really worth, getting in touch with the feeling below the surface feeling. Mm. So I want to run for the hills. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean, or I'm angry. What's below that? Below anger is almost always, um, I'm not good enough. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I don't feel respected. Um, There's all these needs, attachment needs, we call them. Uh, that are below the feet. And if you can get down into them and be vulnerable about them, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to communicate in a way that your partner goes, Oh, Oh, I see. I see what you're talking about. Not just, you know, I'm out of here. I'm angry. You stop doing that or whatever, but I'm suffering. I want to run because I'm scared. Or I want to run because I feel like I'm not important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be, you know, for the men to sort of try to get down below what's going on underneath, you know, the immediate feeling impulse. Mm-hmm. It's like similar for women, but you're going to find a slightly different package usually, which is uh, not always, but often I'm afraid of being abandoned. I'm afraid that I'm not, um, that you don't value me. Um, 
And it, you know, there's of course quite a bit of crossover in terms of gender, but mm-hmm. to get down into, and I call it, a, I call it, I call it attachment needs and attachment fears, because we need to be, um, to know that we're important, that um, our partner cares about us, um, that, that our partner is accessible to us. And when you get down below, you know, our surface reactions, which is, you know, anger, crying, heightened emotion, you always find I'm afraid of, I'm afraid I'll be abandoned. I'm afraid I'm not good enough. I'm afraid you don't respect me. I'm afraid I'm not important. All that stuff, you, that's where you want, that's where you want to communicate at that vulnerable layer of needs mm. and fears and not what's happening on the surface. And people get stuck on the surface when they're fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. So that's, I sort of mix those two together. But No, that's, that's good. And women yeah. might have to find a way to, because men tend to, I hate putting these in the boxes. I have to mm-hmm. find another way to talk about this. But men tend to box it away. Yeah. And women tend to explode it out. So men have to get a little bit more. Let me show. Let me get my stuff out of my box. And women have to be a little bit more. Can I contain this a little so I don't, my feelings don't overwhelm my partner? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Very that's good. The thing for both, both genders, both parts. And, and that's the key. That is the key. There is some learning involved. And, and, and I believe you said that in the beginning as well. There is yeah. some learning involved. And, and what I love about what you said is that you said that the conversation is at that lower level. Yeah. After you've peeled those layers back and what's, right. uh, what's underneath that surface emotion. Be, and, and what we tend to do, just like you said, because we've done this as well. Mm-hmm. Our conversation is right at that surface level mm-hmm. and it stays there and it and it it causes more damage than anything else because we haven't taken the time to to dig a little deeper. Um, that is phenomenal advice. Is that is that one of the components that you address in Weconcile? Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm trying to think where that comes in. Level three. It's there's 24 levels to the um, program. It's like. OK. level three and then it gets built on later but that's where people start learning about that language of uh, it's i call it attachment language really great that's really good and and um we're going to turn a corner but before before we actually let you go i i do i do want you to talk about at the very end talk about reconcile how folk can get a hold of you how they can get that program so we'll talk about that in a little bit Mm -hmm. um but first before we do that um we just want to play a quick game with you Okay. It's, 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 it's uh, simple. Now I'm scared. <laughs> no, it's really simple. It's yeah, actually it's re- fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, just nothing you got to really think about too much, but it's just a way for us to get to learn our guests. Okay. And so, um, DC, you'll talk about that. So, it's called the 60 Second Think Fast. Okay. And I'm going to ask you 10 questions, and each question has a choice that you have to pick. For example, what's your favorite color, blue or green? And you have to quickly pick one of the answers. And it's called 60 seconds because Ollie's going to set the timer for 60 seconds. And we're going to try and get through all 10 questions in 60 seconds. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wish me luck. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready. ready. All right. I'm ready. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. See the movie or read the book? Read the book. Summer or winter? Ooh, spring and fall. (laughs) (laughs) morning person or night owl morning small town or big city small town or less Mm. (laughs) i love it car or truck i have a truck gym or outdoor exercise 
Mm, both. Tropical island or ski resort? Tropical island for sure. <laughs> Action movie or comedy? Comedy. Baseball or football? Can I say neither? <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Try a new dish or play it safe? Try a new what? Try a new dish or play it safe? Oh, oh, try a new dish for sure. Awesome. Wow, good stuff. Oh, we had time left. So. We had time left. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to switch that yeah, to we, maybe we have to make it 30, 30 seconds because <laughs> all of our guests always make it with time left over. Yeah. Good stuff. So, so you said neither for baseball or football. Are you a sports person at all or do you just have a different sport other than those two? Um, I'll sit down and watch a sport with my husband for a few minutes, but I'm not that involved in sports. Um, okay. I didn't, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have... um. Nobody would drive us to anything, so we didn't do sports. <laughs> got you. Yeah. So I never really got involved with sports. So I, 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 I they're fine, but I'm not that attached. Yeah. Got, got you. you. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm just curious because sometimes people are like, uh, not baseball or football, soccer. You know, yeah, like there's yeah. just something yeah. different that they like. So yeah. cool. I, I, um, I just want to thank you, uh, Jennifer, for again taking some time to talk to us. There was. It was good information. Very it was great, so good. Great, great Such good information. information. And I, I want folk to be able to get in touch with you. Um, I want uh, folk to get a hold of this uh, We Can Sell program. So how can we get a hold of you? Social media, website, just right. give us the rundown. So uh, WeConcile.com, uh, W-E-C-O-N-C-I-L-E. It's like reconcile, but we can sell. You can go there and... Um, contact there's a contact thing there um there's a quiz there if anyone wants to do it we can sell.com slash quiz where you can take a relationship quality quiz and get feedback on the qual- how where you how you how we rate it your relationship if you're interested awesome. um facebook is uh you know at we can sell. um we have a facebook page that we put uh quotes out you know like twice a week we post some sort of quote or something or some a tip uh, Instagram is the same idea. It's at Weconcile. We're on Pinterest, which is probably also Weconcile. I don't really do LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, I have another website, jenniferleermft.com, and that's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-L-E-H-R-M-F-T.com. And that is, um, it, I just have that, it's an older website from, anyway, it has I have three blogs. I have a healing tips blog and a Jennifer's blog on that website. And I have the We Can Sell blog on the We Can Sell. And the blog, the We Can Sell blog is articles to help you with your relationship. The Jennifer's blog is personal. And the healing tips blog is um, more tips that are not necessarily relationship oriented. Gotcha. Awesome. And, um, yeah, I think that's probably probably enough information. About that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And if you didn't, as as always, if you didn't get that, we will make sure that that is a part of the show description so that you can check those out. Mm-hmm. I will say I I scrolled through, I kind of skimmed through some of the blog posts on WeConcile.com. Great information. Those of you who are listening, make sure you're checking those things out, talking about conflict resolution, talking about, I think the first, what was the first, the, the most recent one I think it was like make love, not war or something like that yeah, was yeah. the most recent one. So yeah. self-care, d- different yeah. topics that are there that are great topics um, full of good yeah. nuggets. And so make sure that you're checking those out as well. We'll make sure I that would, that is in I the show also, notes. I would also say just because we're going to be coming out as an app in the, you know, probably in six months or so that it's worth um, getting on my email list so that you mm. can be notified 
uh, when the app comes out because it will be cost effective and um, it's going to be it's going to be easier to use than the current um, website is right the current program. I can't wait for that. And we can do that right on the Weekend South site, right? We can do yeah, that. Yeah, you go the on, you can sign right up, and you'll be. And then once a month, I send out a newsletter, so it's not you know onerous. We <laughs> aren't getting badgered all the time. Which I hate. <laughs> Excellent. That that is so great, Jennifer. This has been. This has been a, a, oh, a wealth wealthy, of, yeah, a wealth hey, of information. It, it, it really, really great. great. I am so glad that we've gotten the opportunity to um, connect with you. And and I want to keep this connection going. Got to figure out a way that we can kind of stay connected and, okay. and, and, and keep this going. And so we'll be in touch with you. But I wanted to thank you. Yeah, um, thank you, guys. Um, yeah, on behalf of both of us, it was just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah great information. Great. I like your interviewing style. And um, yeah, um, yeah, lots of room to move around and breathe. So that was nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Good stuff. Great. We love it. This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless. God bless.